Boo. You think I'm a good girl? Just wait and see. We're bad girls. This is what we do. I'm the girl that's gonna save your life. Eh, you shot pretty well. For a boy. Can't you handle a woman with a big gun? I put the fun in funeral. I like my men covered in blood. Hail to the queen, baby. I can, and I will. I can, and I will. I'll take a bite out of you. Beware the signs. Brains. Brains. You know, it's bad if the zombie walks past you. <laughs> uh, welcome to another sinister episode of Sirens of Horror. As always, I'm your mistress of evil, Ella Ivella, along with... Ash Vicious. And uh, today we are going to be doing our first Monster of the Month. Super excited about this. I was really excited when we kind of came up with the idea of discussing monsters. I have... So many books on monsters, and... <laughs> Ella is Ella is acting as your resident cryptozoologist. I've always made the joke that everybody has, like, one degree in a random thing that, like, they don't actually have a degree in. Mm-hmm. Like, Josh, it's magic. He knows more about magic than anyone I've ever met. Uh, you, it's, like, random musical knowledge. <laughs> yeah. Um... Uh, for me, it, it's cryptodes. I've, I've been obsessed with them since I was a kid. I find books at, like, half-price stores where it's, like, random books on werewolves, zombies, vampires, all that stuff. I just, I cannot help myself. I will buy them and come home with just book loads. Arm loads <laughs> of books. Book loads of arms. <laughs> That's a different thing. Uh, so we decided to kind of start off with, I think, the most... Iconic monster. uh, Yeah, I feel like uh, if you you look at, like, history, like, of course, vampires go back farther, so do werewolves, but I feel like in modern day, like, there's nothing, there are comedy shows about zombies, there are horror shows about zombies. I literally watched a movie once called Zombies that was about a zoo- where the animals became zombies. There's there's really nothing zombies haven't touched nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like books, movies, artwork, video games, literature. Zombies have invaded our culture and are now just exist. Yeah, I mean, not even have they invaded our culture. I mean, like, I don't even know, like really when zombies became a thing yeah like but i mean just the idea of zombies like there are people there are crazies out there that are like i'm prepared for the zombie apocalypse i you know like i have three a you know like three bomb shelters bomb shelters i have a whole gun closet full of random guns and spears and shit that i can kill zombies with all four zombies Yep. Like, you know, my my fiancé had an ex that was like that. Like, she legitimately thought zombies were going to come, and she was prepared for that shit. Well, yeah, like, when I lived in Arizona, because middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. we don't have a whole lot to do. Uh, we had a few friends out there that were really, really, really into zombies. Mm-hmm. Like, they had a place where, like... Oh, if this happens, you're going to go here. We're going to blow up the bridges to get here. This yep. is how... And I was kind of always like, I, I love horror films. I love zombies. 
I, 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 it's not going to happen, guys. <laughs> okay? If, if that's the way we're going out, then, okay, first of all, we live in L.A. We're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. We live in a major city. Uh, I don't know. My, my apartment's pretty well secured. There are gates everywhere. There are gates. It's stairs. Most zombies can't really climb stairs. Yeah. We, we got this. You know? Um, and we're not too far away from Santa Clarita where there's a giant fucking Costco. Costco's are always good. Um, <laughs> but zombies have just kind of... They, they've existed, of course, like in legend for forever. Mm-hmm. Um, the very first zombie film that ever came out was actually in 1932 called White Zombie. And it was... Looking back and kind of looking at it, it's it's very troubling. It's about a um, a white voodoo guy called Murder. That's his name. Okay. Murder. And he um, kills and raises a group of Haitians as zombies. And it's about a white couple that comes and gets attacked. So it's this very weird reverse civil rights fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was, uh, there was a few films going up into like the 60s. Mm-hmm. And all of them kind of showed they were all like voodoo zombies. So they were all like, they could be alive, they could be dead. It, it kind of changed from story to story. But there was always like one person leading the zombies. And that kind of was how zombies like existed. Mm-hmm. And then in 1968, you got, in my opinion, one of the most important horror films to ever exist, which is Night of the Living Dead. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Um, <laughs> by the, the god himself, Romero. And uh, he he did it kind of as an allegory for, once again, race relations. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think that's that's such a cool thing, and I'll, I'll discuss that throughout the podcast. Uh, is zombies change and zombies grow with our fear. Mm-hmm. I think zombies are, are a little, are literal recreation of our fears at the time. Because they're not like vampires where they're undead, they're sucking our blood, they're not werewolves where they're, they're us. Yeah. So if you look at how zombies kind of progress, they progress with us. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's kind of an interest. like, that's an interesting thing about zombies, is they've progressed with us through film, they've progressed with us through books, video games, Even the internet, television. television, and it's always different. Mm-hmm. You know, um, for instance, you, you're, when we're talking about the Night of the Living Dead, this was um, the dead rising from the dead. Yeah. And... You know, I don't want to say terrorizing a city, but... Yeah, a group of people. Yeah, terrorizing a group of people. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Pet Cemetery, which is kind of that same eh. moon rising from the dead. Yeah, I, Pet Cemetery. it's... it's I, I haven't seen the new one, but the, the original was just like, you bury somebody here and they come back and they come back evil. Yeah. Um, pretty much, moral of the story, don't bring people back from the dead. Yeah. It doesn't work. <laughs> Um, so, like, you know, there's the fact of, there's the dead rising, there's, um, the more popular one nowadays is the flesh-eating virus. Yeah. And we'll, we'll get to mm-hmm. that, but, um, 
So in the 60s, Romero came up with Night of the Living Dead. That was the first time we ever actually saw zombies eat flesh. That, that was like Romero transformed mm-hmm. the zombies. They became flesh eating, rising out of the ground. Um, I mean, there's that iconic scene of just the hand shooting out from the ground. and Oh, it's so good. Clawing its way out out of its grave. Yeah, the, the idea that they, they couldn't feel pain. And, of course, like, um, the way that film ends, I still think, especially now, like, in 2019, it it, it sticks even harder because I watched a little bit of it. And uh, it, it was also one of the first films to feature a African lead. Hmm. Yep. Uh, he was the first one to ever feature in a horror film. Hmm. was a lead. And at the very end, after surviving being the sole survivor mm-hmm. of the zombie attack, he's killed by white rednecks. He's shot in the head. Mm-hmm. That's how the film ends. So if you look at that and you kind of look at the, the films in that kind of area, which also, like, I mean, about a decade later, we had Dawn of the Dead, which was similar in that way of, of really dealing with race relations, mm-hmm. which were so prevalent in there. And then in the 80s... And, and the, the gore, grindhouse Horror world, genre. <laughs> zombies flipped. Yeah. Zombies went from being this, like, really, really political, um, like, allegory mm-hmm. to, for the love of God, you have so many different types of zombies. Uh, but they, they became a lot gorier. Yeah. Where if you look at Night of Living Dead, they just kind of had, like, bags under their eyes. They were just gaunt. I mean, they kind of, they may have, like, had a little bit of, like... Fleshy. Fleshy, you know, like, their flesh might have been rotting a little bit because some of them, you know, there were some that were newly buried, like, you know, maybe two or three days ago. There were others that have been buried there for years. So, yeah, they're gonna kind of look a little... Sunk it. Well, also, Romero did the film on a shoestring budget. Yeah. Uh, Where, when you get into the 80s... Uh, you got more money. Mm-hmm. So you could do more with it. So you have stuff like uh, Day of the Dead, the Reanimator, Dead Alive. <laughs> Which one? Reanimator. Yeah, it's a... It's a... I'm sorry. Is it the head giving mm-hmm. world? Yeah, I thought it was. Uh, <laughs> so, okay, I'm back. <laughs> okay, let's, 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 let's discuss the 80s. Like, we'll, we'll move from decade to decade to decade with these. <laughs> 80s zombies were insane. That's, like, the only way I can fucking describe it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you get Return of the Living Dead, which came out in 1985. Um, and that was... A lot of people forget about that film. It was batshit. Mm-hmm. the only fucking way I know how to describe it. Uh, the zombies could talk. Yep. Uh, that was the first time you ever saw zombies craving brains. That was the start of the brains thing. Huh. Yeah, because the idea was they wanted brains because it uh, stopped the pain of being dead. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and you, you couldn't kill the fuckers. And uh, Return of the Living Dead, uh, you, they set one on fire, they chopped one's head off. It's Even just... in Reanimator, yeah. you had a headless zombie. Yep. D- didn't really do shit. God damn it, Ella. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Stop bringing up Reanimator. Um... <laughs> You had Day of the Dead, which uh, took place in a mall, and that's, that's so. I think the the kind of 
point of like the 80s zombies was the 80s was Reaganomics. Mm-hmm. And that's when you really got like this big social clash. And I think it was like the biggest clash since like the 60s in the political movement. Because mm-hmm. you have um, the parents with two, uh, two and a half kids, a white picket fence, everything's on credit cards, a house costs a dollar, gas was five cents. <laughs> Fuck off. I know it's not all actual, but it's how I feel. And then you had, like, the punk movement. Yeah. So you had, for, like, the first time again, because, like, in, you kind of got a little bit of lull of it in, like, the 70s with, like, the more peace movement and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And then you get to the 80s. And that was a little bit more how, like, the 60s and 70s, it was political. But it was a little bit more, like, peace, love. In the 80s, we were... We were punks. We were punks. We were rebels. We're, you know, Billy Joel, Mohawks. Mm. And that kind of reflected it in the 80s films because, like I said, they they change. Uh, But I feel like you you dealt with the the consumer. The consumer zombie. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at Lily Day of the Dead. It's zombies come to life and where do they go? The mall. The mall. (laughs) Let's all go, go to, to the mall. That's totally not the thing, but whatever. <laughs> I don't remember the fucking rhythm of that. Uh, but I feel like you really got that, and that's kind of how the zombies evolved in that time. So that's like when you started getting like the zombie hordes, because like you look at like a lot of the earlier ones, they were small towns, they were small groups, stuff like that. And in the eighties, you started getting the big city zombies, mm-hmm. and that's I feel like that says a lot about like what people were kind of scared about. Mm-hmm. Is we were scared of what we were becoming. Yeah, I could see that. Like, you know, in the night, you know, in like the 50s, 60s, and 70s, there wasn't really a fear of what could be, what we could become. Because they didn't know. You and know? we were all like nice little housewives. Right. And it was the perfect family. Right. And in the 80s, you kind of, you get that like, oh, now we're getting all kinds of electricity, we're getting all kinds of, like, other things that we want to consume. Yeah. And I could definitely see that becoming, like, the consumer zombies. Like, we could become these just brainless, dead things. Yeah, because, like, I feel like before that, like, even in, like, the 60s and 70s, uh, like, in big cities, you probably had malls, I'm, I'm guessing, or, like, no, shopping you centers? No, you had, like, general, you had, like, little shopping centers, because you would have the general yeah. store, you would maybe have, you would have the general store, you could maybe have, like, the, you know, like, the drugstore, and maybe one or two fashion. S- fashion stores. But that was really it. Like, they were just little small areas. Shopping centers. And then malls happened. Yeah. Where it's, you know, it's just, it's, it's just shopping. It's mm-hmm. just consuming. Yeah. It's just buy, 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 buy. Put it on a credit card. Put it on a credit card. Don't worry about the future. It doesn't matter. Let's just buy shit. Mm-hmm. And that, that became that. And that's really... And I feel like that's where you start to see the kind of more um, irreverent version of zombies. Where before it was treated like this is a political message and this is this and then Mm -hmm. you kind of get into more just like we're just gonna fucking make fun of shit yeah uh because you get like dead alive Mm -hmm. i fucking love dead alive is one of my favorite films (laughs) goddamn priest with zombie nunchucks i kick ass for the lord with zombie nunchucks 
Nice. A guy takes out a group of zombies with With a lawnmower. (laughs) It's glorious. It's irreverent. It's it's like if Reanimator was, like, went away from, like, the creepy and, like, spliced itself with, like, Army of Darkness. Also, we get Army of Darkness. Yeah, exactly. Which is, you know, obviously y'all know that Army of Darkness, Evil Dead, all those fucking movies are my favorite. Um, I don't know why I went there with that accent. I don't know, but I'm going. You love him that much. You get an accent. Um, And yeah, I think, honestly, for me, 80s zombies were probably my favorite zombies. Because that's when I, that's when you got the deadites, you know? You you got more, like, comical zombies. Yeah, you got comical zombies. You got disgusting zombies. Oh, yeah, I mean. But you also got comical they were bloody, dripping, oozing, oozing creatures. Um, I think mine are probably like the early two thousand zombies. So that's like you have like twenty eight days later, Resident Evil, Dawn of the Dead, Land of the Dead. Um, those ones where it was not always um like a bite. Mm-hmm. It, it went more virusy. In the early 2000s. Yeah, that's when you started getting the T-virus. You start getting the rage virus. The rage virus. All of that stuff, yeah. Uh, So you got got that. Those were the zombies that I really liked because they were uh, more more vicious. Mm -hmm. They were vicious. They were groups. Uh, You kind of got more... They were smarter. They were smarter. Um, Yeah, so it's Land of the Dead, which was in 2005... I'm like 2000, but yes, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, that's the first time where you, sh- you really saw, uh, I forget his name. He has a name in the film, but it was um, this very big African zombie. Mm-hmm. And he's the one that like figures out how to open doors. So I, I kind of thought that, like, into the, getting into the 2000s, you, you dealt more with the idea of zombies where, in a weird way, because, like, also in the 2000s, you have Saw. Mm-hmm. You have the kind of more self-aware killers. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you're starting to get, like, self-aware zombies. Not as far as, like, into, like, the late 2000s and the 2000, like, teens, where we now have very smart zombies. Mm-hmm. Um... That's when you first really started seeing it, and that's also where you first started getting the rage virus zombies. Yeah. And those are the ones that uh, you see in, like, 28 Days Later. Uh, I'm going with it. They apparently, like, retcon it in Wreck 2. Uh, Wreck was a Spanish film that was also remade into an American film. Uh, but it pretty much was, like, rabies. Mm-hmm. Where it was, like, a sped-up version of rabies that drove you insane. Huh. That's kind of creepy. <laughs> and I, I liked those kind of zombies, because for me, that's just, that's so much more terrifying. Yeah. I mean, and you also get the, you kind of get the rage virus in, like, Resident Evil, too. Oh, they're mean little fucks. Yeah. Uh, you also get the very first, uh, in my opinion, one of, like, the scariest zombies ever is the Dobermans from Resident Evil. They were in the oh, games yeah. and they were in the movies. It's the, the Doverman zombie with, like, at one point they have, like, certain versions they have tentacles, mm-hmm. certain versions their mouths pop open. Uh, but, oh, no, I, 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 the fucking Doverman <laughs> zombies, every time I see them, I'm always just like, mm-mm, I don't like you. 
You creep me the fuck out. <laughs> um, but that's also where we kind of started getting into, like, when we moved into, like, the 2010s. Um, we got Dead Snow, Zombie Land, Paranorman, Warm Bodies. So this so, is... I, I mean, Zombie Land and Warm Bodies, like, of the 2010s, I think those are probably, again, because they're comedic and just random as fuck. And reverent, because I like irreverent. irreverent horror movies, because I'm that person. Um, I liked Zombieland just because of it's just... Bill motherfucking Murray. Yeah, Bill motherfucking Murray. Although I did refuse to see it at first because of the clown zombie. Oh, yeah, there's a clown zombie in there. And then I was like, eh, clown zombie, it's fine. And then Woody Harrelson with the fucking Twinkies. And uh, Woody Harrelson. Because you got it. Yeah, and so I really like the kind of irreverent, just stupid, silly zombie <laughs> movies where, like, the zombies are literally just kind of dumb, stupid <laughs> zombies. You, you like them when well, they... Well, like, they, I mean, yeah, they're they're dumb and stupid zombies. They gonna get you. <laughs> we gonna get you. We gonna get you. They dumb and stupid zombies, though. <laughs> um, for instance, like, Zombieland and Shaun of the Dead. Uh, uh-oh. What? Ella. What? You got right on you. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um... But yeah, like, I just, I don't know, like, those movies, I've always just kind of liked The, the average Joe fighting yeah, zombie. Yeah, the average Joe fighting zombie. Because then you're like, hey, we can fight zombies too, if they happen. Um, there's actually a film, I, I don't think I've shown it to you, it's called Dead and Breakfast. <laughs> um, it, it features David Carradine in, like, this very beginning bit. But it's, um, how, how do I describe this film? It's about this this group of people that are going to a wedding, mm-hmm. and they get stopped off in this little town, and zombies kind of happen. Yes, they do. Um, <laughs> but there's uh, kind of like a narrator throughout it, uh-huh. and he's this guy kind of playing guitar, singing like little songs. <laughs> so it's it's kind of like a zombie musical. All right, I'll take it. <laughs> um. I mean, well, there was technically a zombie there musical. There was a zombie musical. Um, which we never got to saw. saw? <laughs> we never got to saw. We'll, 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 we'll do it around Christmas time because it's a Christmas. Yes. It, do- it's the Christmas zombie musical. Yes. Um, it, it's great because I watched it. And I was like, this is amazing. Yeah, it was Anna and the Apocalypse. Yep, Anna and the Apocalypse, which is... Uh, it's so crazy, like, the the 2000 zombies, how it's kind of become this thing. Because, like, even zombies, um, where, like, there's Fido, mm-hmm. uh, Warm Bodies. I haven't seen it, but Santa Clarita Diary. It's good. I, I really like it. Um, I've watched the, the first two seasons I really liked. They just came out with the third season a couple months ago. It's on Netflix. The third season, I haven't really gotten hooked with it yet. Sure. But uh, that that kind of has more like uh, like like with warm bodies. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the zombie is the main character. Yeah, the zombie is the main character, and other people are trying to not necessarily help the zombie, but they're like they're like we understand you're a zombie. Yeah, and you're living amongst the living. Yeah, uh, there is there's a kids movie called Paranorman that I fucking love. It, I love that movie so much. <laughs> it's so cute. But, uh, the, the zombies, they're, they're not particularly the good guys. Yeah. Um, but they're not mean. Mm-hmm. The, that film also has, like, one of the most terrifying endings for a kid's movie. 
with the witch and like mm. all, oh, if you've seen that film, the ending, I was definitely like, this is not a children's movie. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, but it's, it's interesting to see like how it's kind of changed and grown. And then of course, I feel like you have to talk about Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, I got up to the governor part of Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. So I went through the original, I went through the farm, I went through the prison, and then I went through the, the town. Mm-hmm. And Alexandria. I, Alexandria, thank you. And a, after that, I was just like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I felt with it, too. I was like, And I didn't really start it until I think they'd finally hit the fourth season. I was like, one of the, like, I was at home by myself one day. I'm like, okay, Walking Dead's a thing. I don't want to get into it because it's just, everyone's into it. I don't want to follow the trend. Yeah. But there was nothing else on, because it was like when Netflix was still starting to get kind of big. Yeah, when it, when it was still like the streaming was a baby. Yeah, so I was like, okay, it's on, I'll watch it. And I was like, oh, is this, this is kind of cool, alright, fine, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it. And fucking, oh god, I'm blanking on his name right now, and I follow him on Instagram. The, the bad, he ends up being bad in the season, in the second season, he plays Punisher. Oh yeah, uh, he, he was so good, I really, he's, he, I, he's hot, so I'm just gonna, I'm like, I really liked the first few seasons of Walking Dead, I, I thought it had like a really cool story arc, um, how they dealt with the zombies, I thought was really interesting, mm-hmm. um, I loved the farm. The farm was really Yeah, the cool. farm one was really good. Uh, when they first got to the prison, I thought, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's actually, like, really, really smart. Yeah. And how they were, like, working on clearing out the prison and how it was very methodical and, like, how they were dealing with it. Mm-hmm. And then when they got to Alexandria, I was like, oh, this is, this is a cool, kind of creepy, dystopian way. Like, mm-hmm. I could see this happening. Yeah. And, uh, of course, like, Michonne shows up, and I was just like, oh, dear God, glory onto thee. And uh, Norman Reedus is Daryl. Norman Reedus. Oh, God, mm-hmm. I love Daryl. Um, and and they, they did a, a really cool job of showing, I think, how people would deal. Mm-hmm. Not just, like, in spans of a movie. How do you deal with being in the zombie apocalypse for years? Yeah. So I, I thought that was a cool, I, at a certain point, it was literally like, they find a place, it's safe, it gets overrun. They find a place, it's safe, it's overrun. They find a place, it's safe. It's so at that point, after like the prison and after mm-hmm. the whole governor arc, I was just like, okay. And then I started watching the season after that, where they find Carol. They were being like, Carol! Oh God, Carol. <laughs> <laughs> You went from being, like, an abused housewife to kind of being a sociopath. I could see how this went. Hmm. Uh, but it just, it got to a place that was just, I, I didn't care anymore because I felt like it was just step A, step B, step C, equal. Step mm-hmm. A, step B, step C, equal. Yeah. So that that kind of lost it. But I know it's it's still going. Yep, it is still going. Papa Winchester played, I think his name was Negan? Mm-hmm. And, uh, as far as I'm aware, there was a tiger? Or, a, yeah, a tiger involved? Yeah, some giant fucking tiger in a 
giant fucking black guy who was like a Nigerian prince or some shit. I don't know. I thought I got an email from him once. From a Nigerian prince? Yeah, I'm sure we're all those scams back in... I am a Nigerian prince and I'm trying to send you money. (laughs) Um, It it just kind of went off the rails a little bit with it. Um, I I, I did like... Because I feel like it it was a little bit like Game of Thrones. Where I liked the interpersonal like stuff mm-hmm. more than the battle for the throne. Yeah. You like the interpersonal relationships, the character arcs, the development versus the like, oh right, we're battling for the throne. Yeah, so I kinda of felt like a certain And that's walking. kind of and yeah, Walking Dead is the same thing, whereas you have a character you have the character arcs that you're enjoying and the relation interpersonal relationships that those characters are having. Like I mean you were you brought him up, but Shane kind of takes it, he ends up hooking up with the main character whose name I'm blanking on. Uh, wife. And Carl. Carl! All those names. <laughs> um, and then he kind of goes off the rails, he kind of becomes a sociopath, he kind of does this, you get that kind of character development with, um, uh, Mm, the Asian guy, I, I Glenn. Glenn, thank you. I'm like, God, I haven't seen this show. And Maggie, who starts mm-hmm. off being like a farmer's daughter, and it, so it was cool to see those characters kind of like, how do regular people fit in? Because mm-hmm. then you have characters like Michonne, who is just a katana wielding like badass, yep. or Daryl, who's like, he's been taught to shoot a gun since he was like a kid. Mm-hmm. So how do these like growing up? Because, like, like, we were discussing out in Arizona, everybody had, like, their zombie apocalypse plan. And there was a few times where, because just, I am a very level-headed person. Mm-hmm. You were like, oh, you'd be a good leader. And I was like, I'm a terrible leader. Like, I, in this situation, I have zero compassion. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm the Daryl of this group. I, I'm the person that does the killings, that finds the food, that does the missions. But, like, you need somebody like Josh. Yeah. Who has a heart. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that, that was Rick. Rick, Rick, there we go. Yeah. Rick. Figured it out. Uh, Rick, who who has just this very big heart in the core of his character as the leader. Because you, you, you mm-hmm. like seeing that struggle. Um, so it, it's come so interesting from it being these mindless things to TV shows about how to deal with it, to movies that you are rooting for the zombies, to comedies about zombies, to TV shows about a zombie mom. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what's interesting kind of about zombies is, like, they're undead and they eat flesh. Mm -hmm. Those are really the only two consistencies. Yeah. Hell, we we forgot about another major zombie in, or a zombie story, rather, in the media, iZombie. Oh, yeah. Which started out originally as a comic. Interesting. And then became a TV series, which is fucking amazing. I didn't mean to watch it. It's really good. It's, it has that kind of, it has, it's more of the rage, I wouldn't say rage virus zombies, but they're rage zombies. Okay, so they're Um, aggressive, fast, quick moving. Yeah. Um, but they only get that way if they're triggered. Interesting. So, like, 
Liv Moore, who's the main character, shows, mm-hmm. um, like, she ends up going, she's a, she's a medical student, she's just literally, like, literally about to, like, graduate medical school. medical school and be a doctor or be a nurse or whatever, goes to a party on a boat. Mm-hmm. And ends up trying this drug that's called, I think it's like, I think they call it, they just call it Z or something like that. Okay. Um, and, or no, it's, uh, it's not Zootopia. <laughs> that, that's a, that's, that's, a, that's a kid's movie. <laughs> um. Dear God, Zootopia. I think, no, it's Utopia. Okay. Like, yeah. Um. I'm like. That's it. That's it. And this is how Zootopia happens. Zombies. <laughs> Zombies happen and the animals took over. Um, yeah, it's called like Utopia or some shit like that. And this guy offers it to her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, whatever, I'll have some, sure. Then fucking zombie apocalypse on a party boat happens. Just rage zombies just fucking... Like, ripping people apart. Ripping people apart. It's just fucking chaos. And then she ends up in a body bag. Okay. And you think she's dead. Like, you just think, oh, she she, she died. And there's, like, cops investigating the beach scene with all these dead bodies. What the fuck happened? <laughs> uh, what happened? Zip. She just kind of looks around, unzips the body bag, like, what, what, what happened? Okay, whatever, I'm fine. <laughs> At least she, like, she feels like she's fine. Yeah. Her skin has now turned pale white. Ooh. And her hair's gone completely white. I've, I've tried to get that look for years. Yep. <laughs> Apparently you need to take Utopia and become a zombie. Um. I mean, I've done worse things for fashion. <laughs> um, but yeah, she kind of, that's the way zombies look in this film. Um, if they're able to control their their zombiness. Like, she's able to control her zombiness by becoming, instead of becoming a medical, uh, a medical teacher. She becomes, like, a coroner. Yeah, she becomes a coroner. Okay. And she ends up working in the morgue at the local police station and solves crimes by eating their brains. Huh. So, like, when she eats their brains, she can, like... So, the, the way zombies, when they eat brains in iZombie, they would have visions of the person that they ate. So they to live through the life of that person. Interesting. So, you know, like sometimes there'd be a scene where she would, one time she ate the brain of a, of a housewife and her demeanor would completely change. Like she'd change from being the kind of like sarcastic, snarky zombie girl to the 1950s housewife. And she would like, and it was cool because she would kind of envelop that character so she would dress like the person and then she would have visions of how they died or visions of like something so that's how she would solve the crime but others would eat zombie you know eat brains of people just to like feel the experience of that person's life interesting and it's not so much you know oh god zombies are terrorizing the world as, again, zombies are just kind of living amongst people. people. Sometimes they do get kind of ragey zombie. Like, you know, they end up finding one zombie that didn't really find, couldn't find any food source. Mm-hmm. So it literally became the kind of, like, flesh was, like, dying and just kind of like, like, 
the typical zombie that you see nowadays. What's interesting is, is that's kind of like uh, how we brought up earlier, like Return of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. Is uh, in in that one, uh, there's a very famous shot where it's a zombie that's kind of been burned, and it's literally just like a skeleton, and it's kind of like flesh is dripping off. Mm-hmm. It's like brains, and then they find one later. It's very skeletal, and it's like uh, when when we eat because they're they're able to talk, um, and they're discussing that uh, like eating brains helps them feel human mm-hmm. again. Yeah, so it's it's interesting to like pull back to something freaking thir- Oh my god, that was over thirty years ago. <laughs> Teenage five was over thirty years ago. I'm over thirty. Sorry. <laughs> Had that moment of I'm old. Um, when you're bringing that stuff back, it's it's interesting how they they're taking stuff from like that and bringing it into like a Modern. new spin. Yeah, and like you know another callback to um, a modern zombie story mm-hmm. that we've actually done that we did in season one of the podcast. Oh, our yeah. favorite movie, Life After Beth. Yeah, we 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 did some zombieing. <laughs> Um, and that was also kind of a, at first it was just like, oh, a zombie is living amongst the living, and then once it realizes it can't get its food source, becomes fucking rage zombie. Yeah, and that's a, that's an interesting way to kind of, like, show zombies, is the idea of, like, the f- lack of food is what makes them go insane. Because mm-hmm. you also have, uh, I Am Legend, mm-hmm. with Will Smith, um, uh, where... There are zombies, they don't like coming out in the light, but I believe in the, not the actual ending, but there's an alternate ending of it. Mm-hmm. Um, where, cause you know how he has the one zombie he's like experimenting on? Yeah. Um, in an alternate ending of the movie, uh, cause they can tell it's a female. Uh-huh. You can tell it's like a woman zombie. Um, they end up giving it her back. To, like, the zombies. And they leave. So the idea is, like, the zombies, while being these flesh-eating terrors, they have, like, emotions. Mm-hmm. Like, they're they're going into this place to save one of their own. Yeah. And, and that's what I think is, is interesting about that. And you kind of see that in, like, the rise of the slasher killer. Where if you look at, like, the 2000s, you had, like, Saw with Jigsaw. Mm-hmm. Saw with Jigsaw. Um, where he was he was kind of a sympathetic character. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he had cancer, his wife got killed, this and this and this. Like, you, you felt for him. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we're getting to this point where we're more comfortable feeling emotion for the villains than we ever really have been before. Mm-hmm. We're, we're okay with humanizing the monsters. Yeah, I could see that. And, I mean, at this point, we have kind of done that with a lot of the newer zombie stories. And you, you can look at, like, vampires, uh, what we do in shadows. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. We couldn't <laughs> think of it in the last episode when we were talking about uh, Slenderman and Jeff the Killer. I was like, I could see it being... This person, Noel Fielding, he's in that one vampire thing with the thing and the stuff that's British. That's what it was called. Two what episodes we do in the later, shadows. you yep. get the answer. I know it's been two weeks, but it took us two weeks to figure this shit out. That, that's how our brains work. 
There's on a, a mini pause. Um, but you, you see this more nowadays where I feel like we're, we're less about the, the hidden killer and about why. Mm-hmm. We're, we don't care. We're, the what we know, the how we know, the when we know. Now we've gotten into, I think, this, this interesting period of why horror. Like, why do they do this thing? Mm-hmm. What made them? Like, we're, we're more delving into it. It's been really cool to see, like, the evolution of, of zombies kind of in that way. Mm-hmm. And then if you look at, like, a, a different form of media, video game zombies. Mm-hmm. So, uh, my very, very, very first game I ever played that wasn't, like, on a Game Boy or, like, um, a platformer mm-hmm. was the very first Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. That game still stirs the piss out of me. <laughs> I'm trying to get through Resident Evil 7, but I keep only having time to play it when I'm, like, home alone in the dark, and I'm like, <laughs> I, it, it makes you do the, the horror video game thing, where it's like, this is the only I route you can go. Though, probably can't, but, oh, fuck, I hate that so much. Because you know something's gonna happen. Yeah. You know, you're like, no, I'm a sane person. I want to leave this house. Yep. I want to get out. I don't want to keep going. Uh, but it's interesting, because uh, uh, you had the T-Virus mm-hmm. for Resident Evil, Co-Veronica 2, 3, and all of the, the spinoffs. And then they did Resident Evil 4. Which, remember, you came over many, many years ago. And I my favorite memory of playing Resident Evil 4 is the, the girl that you have to have, like, with you to the president's daughter is Ashley. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I remember you came over one day... And I was playing the game, and you can you can pretty put her in barrels mm-hmm. to keep her safe. But I just remember uh, I was playing the game, and I had lost her. Mm-hmm. I put her in a barrel somewhere on a street. So I'm having to go through, and I just remember being like, "Fuck you, Ashley! You fucking idiot! Why the fuck are you here? What the fuck is going on?" And then I look over, and you're at the doorway, and I'm like, "Hi, Ella." You just look so traumatized. What did I do? You told me to show up. I'm sorry. This is my favorite <laughs> memory of Resident Evil 4 is cursing at Ashley. And then you showing up and being like, what? What have I done? <laughs> um, but it said so Resident Evil 4, I, I forget the name of it, mm-hmm. but it's a fun, it's a virus fungus thing. Yeah. And then in Resident Evil 5, you get another one. And then, of course, you got, like, The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. Which totally changed, like, zombies in video games. Um, and what's really creepy about that one is the, the fungus they based it on is real. What? So there, there's this fungus that uh, grows, I think, in the Amazon. And it will grow into ants. Mm-hmm. And it'll kill the ant. And then take over its brain. Huh. So there, there are, like, legitimately the creatures from The Last of Us, except itty bitty little ants. <laughs> but, you know, you can get that turned into a person. Somehow. Don't go into uh, wooden Amazons and find funguses and think that they're shrooms that you can just be like, Hey, look, it's a shroom. I'm gonna have a shroom. No, you'll turn into a zombie. Yep, and that's how the world ends. Uh, you also got games, uh, like, one of my favorite games that I played recently, Until Dawn, mm-hmm. um, it features, uh, a Wendigo. 
mm-hmm. which is also similar to Pet Cemetery. Pet Cemetery, it's technically a Wendigo. Yeah. I don't think they ever actually bring it up that it's a Wendigo. Maybe. Apparently there's Pet Cemetery too. I recently found out. Hmm. It was like, there's Pet Cemetery and Salem's Lot too. And I was like, I feel like I'm going to get sick eventually and watch both of these. <laughs> How the fuck did you make a sequel? Explain to me. Um, but, like, Wendigos are, like, they're a Native American myth. Mm-hmm. And it's somebody who goes out and it, it's always in, like, freezing cold. Yeah. And the idea is they go out they and to save themselves from dying. They have to feed. They resort to cannibalism. Mm-hmm. Which turns them into a Wendigo. Yeah, and I mean they kind of they touch base in, um, on that in one of our favorite TV shows, Supernatural. And there's there's also, a couple episodes actually. There's one that actually I think starts, it's like the second episode is about a Wendigo. There's like one or two. Well, no, I mean like the, I think the second episode of the show. Yeah, because I remember I yeah I, that's they, they mention here like they introduce the Wendigo and then yeah. there's like a couple seasons later they bring up the Wendigo again because Sam ends up befriending a Wendigo. Of course Played you by do. Jewel State. Of course you do. <laughs> I mean, I made a friend with, like, a vampire from, like, Purgatory, so. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we have our, we have our, <laughs> our weird supernatural friendships. It's <laughs> fine. Um, but it's, and the Wendigo's played by Jewel State, and it's her and her daughter. Hmm. And he had, like, he kind of lets them go, because it's like, like, they end up going to the case, because like, oh, it's a Wendigo case, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then he finds out it's this Wendigo that, like, he made friends with, like, as a kid. Like, he didn't know that she was a Wendigo, but she was just, that's how she survived. And then he found out, and he was like, okay, well, you know, like, let's not tell, like, I think, I think it might have been from that episode when they were, like, a lot younger or whatever. Um, or, like, a Wendigo that he met when they were hunting with Dad at some point. So it was a younger, like, it was a little girl that he had met. And then he sees her again, you know, years later. And she's an adult. And she's an adult with a kid. Yeah. And he just kind of is like, okay, well, just try to keep it on the down low. Maybe just eat bodies that are already dead. Yeah. Um, there's also, to to bring up our, our man crush that I think we have to bring up in every single episode. <laughs> uh, Doug Jones plays, there was a series, I believe, on Stars mm-hmm. Many, many, many years ago called Masters of Horror. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and they're, uh, one of my favorites is a Wendigo episode mm-hmm. with uh, starring Doug Jones as the Wendigo. Wendigo yeah. And uh, there's a, a shot of it where his, like, when he starts turning more and more into the Wendigo, his lips get pulled back. Mm. So you just see this, like, mouth. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it's Doug Jones, he's long and already emaciated. Yeah. And, um, so that, that's kind of a cool idea. Like, there's uh, so many different versions. Like, there's Wendigo's Rage uh, group. I mean, like, uh, if you look at stuff like World War Z, mm-hmm. uh, zombies are less uh, of a zombie. And I believe in the book they're called the Horde. Yeah. And uh, there's a scene. I, I watched the movie once when I was very tired. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've, I've read the book. I quite enjoy the book. Uh, but it's this idea of, like, almost like a flood. Yeah. That's how they, they act. 
And I thought that was kind of interesting to use zombies almost as like a natural disaster. Mm-hmm. Where it's more of that. And that's what, like, you kind of get that stuff where it's like the different styles of zombies, even in every arc. Where you have, like, the few zombies where you get, I think, more like the beginning of Shaun of the Dead and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Then you get, like, the group zombies where it's like uh, Night of the Living Dead and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you get, like, hordes of zombies. Yeah. And I feel like each one of those, like, lends itself to, like, a specific movie. Mm-hmm. And that's what's also kind of cool about zombies, is you can do, like, you can make a, a chart where it's, like, roll for kind of zombies, roll for amount of zombies, mm-hmm. roll for place. Yeah. And you can make a movie on that. Mm-hmm. And it, you could set it at any time and place. You could do that. I know there's now a new show on Netflix that I believe is supposed to like take place in the 80s. Hmm. It's called Black Summer. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it takes place in the 80s. But it's like a, a summer, like in the style of uh, like Jason and stuff like that, where it's like a camp mm-hmm. that gets overrun by zombies. Hmm. And it's, it's a summer. Um. Also, interesting, uh, I had my, like, little note that I always forget. So I brought up uh, Brain Dead with the lawnmower and the nunchucks. Mm -hmm. So this is one of the craziest, like, zombie films, and I love it. Mm -hmm. I I saw it, like, when I was a teenager. I rented it from Blockbuster. Mm -hmm. Uh, I found something very interesting about this film recently. It was directed by Peter Jackson. Interesting. I was talking about it, and Josh was like, yeah, I can't believe, like, he went on to make Lord of the Rings, and I was like, who are you talking Mm -hmm. about? He's like, Peter Jackson, he directed it, and I was like, okay, (laughs) the man who made Lord of the Rings also made a film about a zombie horde lawnmower nunchucking priest. Walk away. <laughs> nope, that's it. Um, so I guess like to c- kind of conclude this, I'm I'm curious. So I'm gonna hmm. ask. We'll each do three questions. Okay. Favorite zombie like it can be movies, video games, but it has to be a type of zombie. So you mean like a type of zombie, as in like rage tea? Rage tea. It can be specifically like a I like this one kind of zombie from this one film. Okay. Uh, your favorite zombie movie, and. Your favorite zombie hero. I know who yours is going to be. <laughs> okay, so your favorite zombie. I've, I think my favorite zombie, I would probably have to go with um, Eye Zombie. Eye Zombie. Yeah, just because... You're, you're, you're like, selling it to me based on, like... This. I really... Honestly, because, like, Chris loved the comics as a kid. Hmm. Like, he, he read the comics and... When we saw that it became, that we saw it was a TV show, mm-hmm. we were like, oh, okay, cool. And then it showed up on Netflix, so we watched it, and I was like, I'm hooked. I fucking love this. All right, you, you got me. Um, just because I like, I like the aspect of, like, they eat brains to feel, you know? Like, hey, yeah, we're dead, but I'm going to eat, you know, this person's brain and kind of see how they lived their life and feel that person's life. Yeah. Um... Which I just thought was really cool. I, I dig it. Um, for me, I, I think I go T-Virus. 
Okay. Um, not just because they are zombies, because of how eventually the T virus mutates people. Mm-hmm. And you get stuff like uh, destruction, and you get nemesis, and yeah. you get the the Dobermans that I just keep bringing up because <laughs> I, I just I really fucking hate them. <laughs> Um, but, but I like the idea of a zombie virus that isn't just, like, straight zombie, but can actually start, like, affecting the DNA. Yeah. And that, that I feel like, was a, a really a creepy way to kind of go into that, is the idea of, like, a, a virus that, that grows and changes. Mm-hmm. That, that was a creepy idea for me. Yeah. Uh, so your favorite zombie movie. Favorite zombie movie. Um... Hmm, that's a tough one. I'm just gonna, like... Because I've, like... I don't know. I'm not... I'm not really big into the whole, like, zombie movie thing. Yeah. Um, but... I think I'm probably gonna go with, you know, the most recent one that we saw, just because it's Aubrey Plaza and I fucking love her. Is, uh, <laughs> Life After Beth. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, ooh, that's a hard one for me. I'm like, I've seen so many zombie films in my life. Um... I'm honestly gonna go with Wreck. Uh, it, it was it was found footage, and I will admit I'm a sucker for good like found footage. Mm-hmm. There, there's a lot of bad found footage out there. Footage. <laughs> it had its point. I and I've watched a lot of bad found footage. I've seen a lot of bad found footage. I just feel like I need to <laughs> staple that in. Um, but it it was claustrophobic. I, I love the idea of this, like, mutated rabies. Yeah, that... Because I feel like that, I, when I was a teenager, yeah. I worked for the Wildlife Way Station. And we got a bobcat in one weekend. And I actually got, like, kind of nipped mm-hmm. by it. And it drew a little bit of blood. And they were like, when's the last time you had your rabies shot? And to actually get your rabies shot, they have to pierce, I believe it's your kidney... The needle's, like, the size of your forearm. Yeah, it's a huge fucking needle. And it burns. Um, so I, I have my own, like, little mini fear of rabies, or maybe just the fucking shots. But, uh, the idea of, like, there have been human cases. I think it's, uh, in India. Mm-hmm. There's about three cases of rabies a year. Huh. Because they have so many stray animals yeah. and stuff like that, and they have such limited in certain areas, medical treatment, that people get rabies, and they go insane. Yeah. But the thing with rabies at that point is it normally has actually, like, eaten away your brain and you die. Mm-hmm. But the idea of a mutated quick rabies was the very first time I ever saw, like, a zombie thing where I'm like, that's possible. Yeah. And that in itself, the idea of a actual zombie attack, mm-hmm. scared the piss out of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nope. Okay, you know your favorite zombie hero? I think y'all know who I'm gonna go with. Yeah, just spit it, it out. It is the glorious, chainsaw-wielding, Ash-fucking-Williams. I, I was... You missed, like, the hand motions and the glory of it. (laughs) Um, Ooh, my favorite, like, zombie hero. 
I'm gonna go with Alice once again from Resident Evil. <laughs> yeah, she's a pretty good one. I, I, she's, she's, she's like she's my second. So it's weird because it's 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 Alice and Sean. Oh, Sean. <laughs> I really like talk <laughs> yep. to, and I realize like you can't get more different mm-hmm. than like. Badass Mila Jovovich in every form of, like, awesome. And then Simon Pegg. <laughs> Those are my favorites. I just love Simon Pegg. And Shaun the Dead is just glorious. Um, so that has been our very first Monster of the Month. Mm-hmm. Or M-O-M. M-O-M. Uh, please share. Let us know your favorite zombies. Your favorite zombie movies. I mean... For love of God, I'm sure there's a zombie movie out there I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. There has to be at least two. <laughs> I've seen so many. As long as it's not a safari park that gets the zombie virus. I, you can't unsee it. It's that bad. It's permanently scarred in me. Already. Permanently scarred. <laughs> um, but as always, you can like, follow, and subscribe. Mm-hmm. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and occasionally Twitter. Next week, we are doing another movie. Ooh. Um, and this was a movie that Ella had recommended to me that I'd heard of, but, like, I'd heard of it. I didn't know what it was about. I just kind of heard of it. Like It existed. In, it existed in the grapevine that is horror. Uh, called The Final Girls. Yes. And uh, th- this was a film that I, I saw and I immediately went, like, this is an Ash film. <laughs> It, it definitely was. I was. I super fucking loved this film. And as always, good, bad. We're the girls with the might. We'll talk to you and your lovely brains next week.